promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. Don't regret this, Lord. I'm a wonderful person. they came to a place named Gethsemane, and he told his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. He said to them, I am deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake. He went a little farther, fell to the ground, and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, All things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Then he came and found them sleeping. He said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Couldn't you stay awake one hour? Stay awake and pray so that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, this text, we, we most of us, if you've been in church on Good Friday, which you better be, uh, should know this story. Uh, I was just working on our, our Sunday school schedule for the kids and, and looking at the text, the, the stories that we should be teaching in in Sunday school and, and realizing that, for instance, if... If the children and the families came to church on especially Holy Week, uh, a large percentage, a large swath of the gospel they would know. The gospel as in the stories, the the accounts, uh, as well as they would know the gospel, period. Uh, But, you know, for Mark, for instance, the last third of the gospel, if not more, begins with Palm Sunday. So, uh, we should know this text. The fact that Jesus uh, gets done with the Last Supper and he goes with his disciples and they go to the Garden of Gethsemane, right? And he, he's there to pray. And he goes to that garden. In, in some respects, it's, it's a recounting of what happened in a previous garden, right? In Genesis, where humanity failed. Humanity fell. Humanity decided that they wanted to be God. They wanted to be God, and they discovered, they learned that that was not going to be feasible. God made sure of it. Uh, where, where uh, with that fall comes death, to remind us that we have no power over, over death. And so here we have our Christ, our Jesus, our Savior, in in a garden, uh, being uh, arrested by us with our one last ditch effort to get rid of God. If we can kill the Son of God, then then maybe uh, God won't speak to us anymore. We'll shut him up. We will kill his voice. We will kill the word. We We will make him quiet so he won't speak to us anymore. And part of that is because we are a people who would much rather slumber, where we are weak, We are mortal, where 
we fall into temptation. Those temptations come and they, they cause havoc in our lives and in the lives of others. And he makes sure, he, he tells them, uh, remain here and stay awake. Keep watch while I pray. He asks them. And then he goes and he prays. And he says to God uh, a prayer that um, we should take seriously. Because he fall, Christ falls on his knees. You've seen, all of you have seen the painting where he's kneeling and his arms are against a rock and there's this opening in the sky, light shining on him, all this stuff. And he's saying, God, Father, Abba, Daddy, if you could, please take this cup from me because this is going to hurt. This is going to be hard. Taking on the sins of the world and dying, all the suffering and pain and death I'm going to suffer on that cross. It's going to be hard. Can you take this from me? Is there another way yet? Not my will, but your will be done. Showing this, this uh, understanding of how we should be looking at temptation. Where temptation comes to us and it causes us, number one, to doubt God. To want to do our own will rather than God's will. But also, instead of being one who knows that they must rely on God, that they must turn themselves over to God, that they must desire for God to be the center of all that they, they know and, and understand, um, we do the exact opposite. And so when we pray, lead us not into temptation. We are with Jesus there in the garden, most notably falling asleep and being reprimanded because here he comes, he can, you, you couldn't stay awake just, just for a little while. I know you've been eating a lot and you drank a lot. You're drunk and you're full and you've fallen asleep. Stay awake, keep watch, and pray so that you won't enter into the temptation, so that you won't enter into trial, so that you won't enter into testing. A prayer being this movement of our hearts and our minds towards God rather than towards ourselves. When we start to turn in on ourselves, which is our nature, temptations come and we find ourselves moving away from God. We find ourselves trying to trust in some other things. We find ourselves doubting God's promise. We, try, we find ourselves uh, uh, doubting that faith could be what it is that it's supposed to be. And so we have Christ making sure that we understand that we cannot do this on our own. That, that our journey as Christians is not a transformative journey. It's not that you go into the church and you're supposed to come out a better person. Uh, uh, my, my best friend Tim talks about it as dry cleaner Christianity, where, where we often do it with our children and our youth, where, well, we're going to bring you our children and our youth, our young people. They're dirty. Wash them and, and give them back to us transform them, make them better people, send them through the dry cleaners and everything's going to be okay. And we see that with ourselves too, that we're going to come to church and we're going to be empowered and we're going to be transformed and we're going to be able to go out and change the world and change ourselves and stop sinning and all these other things. And then we get disillusioned because it doesn't happen. And here we have to understand, we have to hear this message of Christ that our, that our flesh is weak, that we are weak, we are small, we are mortal. We are nothing. 
Our spirit may desire something, but our flesh is at war with us, where, where Paul sits there and says, the things I want to do I cannot do, and the things I don't want to do I do. That's us, all the time. And so for us, prayer is a way for us to turn back to God, and it's part of the reason why Christ includes it here in this petition. That we pray that God might lead us to himself and keep us there. That he might grow our faith, grow our love for him, grow our love for one another. Because without him, we can do nothing. Without him, we are going to start to hate one another and hate God. Or even deny one another's existence and God's existence for our own gain, our own profit. And so we pray that that will not be the case. And with that, let us pray. O God, who tempts no one to sin, we pray to you so to guard and keep us that the devil, the world, and our own flesh may not deceive us nor lead us into error, unbelief, despair, and other great and shameful sins, and that though we be thus tempted, we may finally prevail and gain victory through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Well, church, we pray that your weekend goes well. We will see you on Sunday for All Saints Sunday. With that, please go in peace. The blessings of God be upon you. Serve the Lord.